Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the entrance. She went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. They've taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. Then Peter and the other disciple went to the tomb. The two of them were running, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and saw the linen cloths, but he did not go in. Behind him came Simon Peter, and he went straight into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the cloth which had been around Jesus' head. It was not lying with the linen cloths, but was rolled up by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in. He saw and believed. They still did not understand the scripture which said that he must rise from death. Then the disciples went back home. Mary stood crying outside the tomb. While she was still crying, she bent over and looked in the tomb. And saw two angels there, dressed in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head, the other at the feet. Woman, why are you crying? They asked her. They have taken my Lord away. And I do not know where they have put him. Then she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Woman, why are you crying? Who was it that you were looking for? She thought he was the gardener. So she said to him, If you took him away, sir, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary. She turned toward him and said in Hebrew, Rabboni. This means teacher. Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet gone back up to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to him who is my father and their father. My God and their God. You're listening to a word from the Lord TV. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I'm your host for today's program, as well as I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. I'm also co-founder, along with my lovely wife, Kimberly Eton, of A Word from the Lord, Inc. And we're so glad that you joined us today because God has a word for you today because there are some people listening right now and you are disillusioned by some of the things that you are going through. You're disillusioned by the trials and the tribulation. You're disillusioned by the layoff. You're disillusioned by the divorce or whatever you're going through 
God has sent the word. It is the 11th message in the series, John on the Word, Ron, entitled Jesus and the Work of God. You're disillusioned because like the disciples, they did not stand on the word of God. Jesus was preparing them for his death, burial, and resurrection, but they forgot what he said. He told them exactly what was going to happen. And we learn in today's word today that even after the resurrection, they didn't have a clue what was going on, even though Jesus told them that shows the importance of standing on the word of God. You know, I was looking at a show yesterday and Vanna White was on Wheel of Fortune, but she was one of the contestants, a celebrity contestant. And she said in her own words, she's not very good at the game. She's been on the show for 40 years. You would think because she's been there that she would have the ability to be one of the best contestants ever if she had paid attention to all of the clues that she's seen over 40 years. You see, that's what people do in the church. Um, they're there, but they're not paying attention. They're there, but they're not standing on the word of God in times of trouble. And God has sent me here today in a word entitled Jesus and the works of God, the work of God, to encourage you to stand on the word of God, believe in the power of God in Jesus' name. Let me tell you about this sermon series. This sermon series is based on the book that I wrote, John on the Run, and we're in the last message in the last chapter of the book. But I want you to get this book today in Jesus' name and get caught up if you were not a part of the series from the beginning. And those on the Now Television Network uh, joined I believe in week seven of this series, you need to get caught up. Get this book at AWFTL with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. We talked about Jesus and the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And we go on down about verse six and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then we look at several miracles of God, Jesus and the wine of God, the first miracle of God, Jesus and the wonder, the whiz and the wow of God. And Jesus, chapter six, Jesus and the awakening of God when he called Lazarus from the dead. We hear at a word from the Lord, believe in the power of God. But not only do we believe in the power of God, we believe in the mandates of God. And the next two messages was Jesus and the washing of God and Jesus and the wheeze not of God. And these messages dealt with the mandate of servanthood and the mandate of fruitfulness. If you're going to be great in God's kingdom, you must serve. Um, you don't need folk to be serving you. If you're going to be great, and I've seen this all over the world where men of God and women of God have uh, bunches of people serving them. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Hello, somebody. I don't need an armor bearer. I don't need somebody to carry my, I need to be the one who's carrying in Jesus' name. I didn't mean the metal there, but it came out. Jesus and uh, the weeds of God. He says, hey, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to be fruitful. He wants much fruit. And if you're not going to be a Christian, you're going to be pruned from the vine. Um, and that's why I'm here on the Now Television Network. I, I've been pruned to get here. You don't know how much hell it took for me to get to right here, pruned to get to where I am today. But 
And God wants us to be more fruitful. And he wants you to be more fruitful. And the last three had to deal with Jesus uh, and the withholding of Peter. Satan wanted Peter, but God wouldn't let him have it. Somebody's listening. Satan wants you today, but God will not let Satan have you. And even though you fail, God is not finished with you yet. You better get this book just to read chapter nine. And last week we talked Jesus and the will of God. Jesus was born to die. That very moment that discombobulated the apostles and the disciples that, that Peter tried to rebuke Jesus for. Jesus was born to die. He was born for that suffering. Somebody's listening. And God said today, you are born for this suffering. I born you for this trial that you might glorify him in Jesus' name. Jesus and the work of God already uh, told you about that, the 11th chapter. You got to get this book. You got to get this book now. You can visit our website and get caught up in the series and see every one of these programs. You can download them online at our website. And our website is AWFTL with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton. Again, our website is AWFTL with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. I'm going to take you there for a second. And click this emblem here if you want to support our ministry in the United States. It is a tax-deductible gift. Our line, our phone line is 1-855-510-1397, 1-855-510-1397. If you'd like to support the ministry by using PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. You can cash app us uh, $1, $5, $10 to support our ministry a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And our ministry is the teaching uh, ministry of myself and my lovely wife. We want to use mass media to expose this teaching to as huge or largest audience as possible. I said, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. And God has put me here on the now television network. We want to use everything that we can want to use movies, television. Uh, you saw how we use movies to begin the program today. Uh, we're going to use radio, social media, some are listening, and social media conferencing. If you'd like us to come, give us a call, 1-855-510-1397. The arts, you see how we use the arts today in our written books to impact the body of Jesus Christ. Let me quickly tell you about uh, our resources for this month, John on the Run. I already told you about the whole book there. You can get that book for $12.99. Click this tab. And if you want to use your book for 12 books or more for small groups, you have to call 1-855-510-1397. We're about discipleship here. And if any books that I've written you want to get with 12 or more to start a small group, uh, you can get it for half price, but you have to call 1-855-510-1397. Next resource is Secret to Your Best Life. And uh, this talks about the purpose of your life. You were born not to sit, but to serve. And if you're not serving God, God uh, wants to teach you what and how he wants you to manifest his purpose in your life. And here are my books, all of my books, 30 book projects. You click this link, uh, has, the hashtag, if you could say hashtag me too, I want you to pick up my book, the Me Too Movement of the Bible. And I want you, if you know anyone who can say hashtag 
me to start a ministry and send this. It is a subject that most ministers don't deal with. And I'm proud of that book. I think that's the most, the book I'm proud the most of, along with Black Lives Matters in the Bible, How to Choose a Worthy Mate, the Hang In There book series. Uh, and there are several. You go up there and support our ministry. Um, you can also email us here and also text us 1-855-510-1397. And also... We always like to leave a way for you that, that you might be able to graze in our ministry. Um, click the YouTube tab. And guess what? You can get all of these messages downloaded to your computer, phone, or iPad for free. It's an MP4 file. You can go to our YouTube uh, or our Facebook page and find my podcast. You can download today's message along with the other 10. You have to go up there and find them. You may have to do a deep dive there, but there, or just find that first podcast and it'll take you and you can see at the podcast how to download these messages for free. We like to say, uh, we like to support you, not only that you might support us. To follow us online at any of these other institutions here, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, if you'd like to know more about me. Also, uh, again, the YouTube page. I want to thank you for listening. And now let's get into the word. Once again, you're listening to a word from the Lord TV. We're continuing in this series, uh, John on the Run, that I told you about. And today we're going to continue in a message entitled Jesus and the Work of God. Jesus and the work of God, and we're going to be looking at John chapter 20, verses 1 through 2 and 9. Uh, let me read that in your hearing today. It reads as following. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the temple and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, uh, the one Jesus loved. Remember, this series is based on the one who Jesus loved to help you establish a per deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. This is how John called himself, the one Jesus loved and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Verse 9, they still did not understand from the scriptures that Jesus had to raise from the dead. Let's focus on that point. That's what this message is going to help us to see today. For those who are lost, if you're lost and you feel depressed, alone and lonely, and you've been going through this is your word for the day. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to raise from the dead. Again, today we're going to talk about a message entitled John, I mean, Jesus and the work of God. We're going to look at the empty tomb. We're going to look at the empty tale, and we're going to look at the empty teaching. We want Christians to know today that Christians should know the scripture 
and the power of God to endure any problem that you're facing today, any problem that you're not having victory over today is because you do not know the scripture and you do not know the power of God. Again, we're talking about today the empty tomb, the empty tale, and the empty teaching. Right here, I like to use maps here, the word from the Lord. Uh, we always like to try to visualize the text in any way possible. And looking at the text, and I told you last week, uh, as we talked about the Easter story, that Jesus was tried six times first at Anna's house. And then uh, he went over here, was sent over here to Caiaphas' house and for the second trial, third trial was with the, the priests there, uh, with Caiaphas, uh, the Sanhedrin. Then they sent him over here to Pilate's house, which is four, and sent him over to from Pilate's uh, or from Pilate's house to Herod's house, which was five, and Herod sent him back over to uh, Pilate's house, which was six. And he was the one that gave the decree to crucify him. He represented Rome. And right here we see him walking, having been crucified, walking with the cross, carrying the cross uh, to this hill called Golgotha, dying on this middle cross here, on the place of the skull. Calvary is what we call it. And he died and they put him over here in what would become a borrowed tomb. And this morning in the text, or this afternoon, whatever you're looking or watching, we're going to see that he has risen from the dead. And that's what we're dealing with in the text today. Jesus has risen from the dead, just as he said. But the disciples were scattered. Jesus told them that he would have to die, be turned over to the priest, be turned over to Rome, and to be crucified. But they didn't stand on the scripture and the power of God that they had watched and seen uh, for three years. We talked in John on the Run about Jesus and the awakening of God. They saw him raise Lazarus from the dead after four days dead. And they knew him. They walked with him. John was a disciple whom Jesus loved. He had a deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. But he flunked along with the rest of them all, flunked the test at the empty tomb. Point number one, the empty tomb. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magnum went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. I was like saying, I said this in a series, how to overcome, uh, how to overcome when your life has been uh, deeply devastated was a series I just came out a month ago. You can get that at the podcast too. But I, I said in that series, and I say today that Mary Magdalene came to the grave for the wrong reason. She was going to prepare the body. They didn't have time enough to prepare the body. They had to finish early because of, uh, of, of the Sabbath that was coming. They had to finish it. She was coming back to finish a dead Jesus when Jesus had told them all along that he would die and be raised again on the third day. So they came or she came to the empty tomb and they would come to the empty tomb for the wrong reason. I say in the book that they should have been tailgating at 
that place I showed you on a hill called Golgotha where they put him in the tomb. They, they should have been waiting for Jesus to raise from the dead. I talked about in the book about how at the black, in the black church, you hear the black preacher say, didn't he die, but he got up early Sunday morning and we rejoiced and say early, right early on Sunday morning. Oh, he got up from the grave and, and we celebrate that right early Sunday morning, but it was no celebration this Sunday morning. There was confusion. There was discombobulation. They did not know what was going on, even though Jesus had told them exactly on several occasions what was going to go on. They came to the tomb for the wrong reason because they were not standing on the scripture and the power of God. Somebody's listening right now. You come to that circumstance for the wrong reason. You thought our hope was gone and you do not know the power of God that resides in the God that you serve. You do not know the power of the scriptures. Don't go all to dead places unless you're looking for them to rise again. Woo! I said something there. Look, hear the word from the Lord TV. We always like to use the arts as well to try to exegete the passage. See, this is what happened that right early Sunday morning that, that, that Kim captured in this beautiful picture of an open grave and a living and a rise Jesus. And this was the work of God in Jesus' life. If Peter had his way, he would have never been that way. Hello, somebody. Peter was working against the, the power and the work of God. He had to die on several occasions by trying to cut a man's ear to stop this from happening, trying to rebuke Jesus. But Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, because he was born to die. He was born for this purpose. And there's somebody right now, you're going through a trial, the heaviest trial in your life. But don't you know you were born for this purpose, for this cancer? Woo! You were born oh, for this divorce. You were born for this bankruptcy. God has placed this situation and circumstances in your life that you may experience the scripture and the power of God that, that you may experience that still risen Savior who sits on the right hand side of God for this purpose you were born. Woo! For this purpose you were born. Matthew 28 2 says, Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and rolled away the stone and sat on it. Uh, that's how the tomb was open. It wasn't open for Jesus because Jesus was already gone. It was open for those when they came, they would see that it was as he said it was, as the angel would say a little later, he has risen just as he said. They were there at the empty tomb for the wrong reason. There's somebody in a place for the wrong reason. You have given up on the word of God. You've given up on the power of God, and that's why you can believe empty tales. That's point number two. Ah, point number two is the empty 
tail. The empty tail was this, which was a lie. So she came running to Simon Peter. I always note that when Simon is in front of Peter, after Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter, that, that signifies a backslidden Peter. They ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, had a personal relationship. He told him he was leaning on him, but he wasn't listening to him. Ooh, let me say that again. John had a deep personal relationship with God. This whole series and book I wrote was about John and his deep personal relationship with God. He was leaning on him, but he wasn't listening to him. Woo! Somebody's been leaning on Jesus, but you're not listening to Jesus. You always have to hear the word of God. Listen, because you're going to face a trial, a tribulation that that word has prepared you for. And if you're not listening and only leaning on the Lord and not listening, you will have defeat and you will believe empty tales. I share my book about how I had, I had just uh, left a place of employment. I was unemployed. I went up to Colorado Springs and I finished two book projects. I sent one of the book projects to a publishing house and I got a note back that they accept me to the publishing house. And I tell about how I was there in Colorado Springs looking at those beautiful mountains in my prayer place there in Colorado Springs. Uh, that's where my mother used to live before she went to heaven. And my sister still lives there today and nephews and brother in love and 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 I, and I got that letter and I was praising the Lord for about an hour thanking God for this publishing deal and I found out later that it was an empty tale and that this was a vanity press. And I was believing the empty tale of a vanity press. A vanity press is somebody you got to pay to publish your work, a legitimate publishing house. You don't You're listening to, once again, a word from the Lord. I'm Pastor Eton, your host for today. Again, I serve as the pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church and also co-founder of Word from the Lord, Inc. I spent a considerable amount of time at the beginning of the program telling you about the book, John on the Run, because this is the last message in the series. And I want to make sure you know what's going on in the series and this book. I told you to visit our website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eaton. And there you can um, get this book along with other resources. I don't have enough time to reiterate it. Um, but you can visit our website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eaton. We want you to get this book. And we want you to start small groups with this book. And I want to thank you for joining us during this series. This is the last message in the series, John on the Run. Uh, the next series I'm going to be doing is from a book entitled What Matters with Matthew and or Mapping Out Matthew. And I'll tell you more about that. If you want to support us, visit again our website, awftlwit.michaelkimberleyeton.org. I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you. Is my Don't need another political uprising.
Special word that will burn within. 